are tuning in to Growpoint Duma Daily Podcast, where it's all about relationships. We exist to glorify God by making disciples in the spirit of love. We hope that this message will bless your heart. My name is Coach Nanoy, and most people, they call me Coach Ness. Coach Ness, parang sweetness or faithfulness. I remember a story, and you know, we all love stories. Let me just tell you this story while we're trying to figure that out. Uh, it was with my ex-girlfriend. Ex na eh, huh? Ex na. So, okay na, no? <clears throat> we went to Starbucks. And sa Starbucks, uh, we, we got our coffee. And you know how it is, di ba, sa Starbucks, when you go to the cashier? The barista will ask for your name. Sabi niya, sir, ano po yung name ninyo? Because he will write that on your cup, right? And so I said, Ness. Sabi niya, come again? Ness, like faithfulness or like sweetness. Ah, okay. So, sinulat niya. Yung ex-girlfriend ko nagalit. Hindi ako kinakausap. Sabi ko, what's wrong? Nakikipag-flirt ka dun sa barista. Why would you have to say sweetness or faithfulness? Sabi, Siguro kasi crush mo kasi may itsura, no? Ay, hindi. It was necessary because hindi nga niya maintindihan kung ano yung pangalan ko. Eh, wala. Hindi niya ako kinakausap. No. Hindi kailangan. So, I took it to heart. And the next time that we went to Starbucks, oh, sinunod ko siya. Sabi ng barista, what's your name, sir? Ness. Again? Ness. N-E-S. Okay. Oh, sabi ng girlfriend ko, ex-girlfriend ko, again, ex, ano? Sabi niya, oh, tingnan mo, nakuha naman, hindi naman kailangan talaga. Talagang malandi ka lang. And so while we were patiently waiting for our coffee, na, umano na yung barista. Oh, sabi niya, okay. Uh, Frappuccino for Ernest, please. Ernest. Oh, in other words, mali. Oh, tama ako. And she couldn't say anything. Diba? Pero alam mo, pinalitan ko na eh. And I understand where she's coming from. Kasi yung sweetness eh. No? Sweet eh. So it's faithfulness, righteousness, kindness, or anything else na may ness. Diba? Uh, medyo Christian way na, no? Hindi na yung sweetness. Or kung ano pang meron dyan. Okay, so... Are we good? Okay, so here's 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 my ministry, the ministry of FCA. A young basketball coach by the name of Don McLennan, his heart was touched by God, and he saw this vision for FCA, and he was bold and courageous enough to reach out to a gentleman named Branch Rickey, asking for a five-minute meeting. Turned out that five minutes ended up being five hours, if athletes could endorse automobiles or cigarettes, why couldn't they endorse this thing that was about life? If we are to have a Christian fellowship, you know you could upset America before the next generation is over. You could. You know you could. FCA grew quickly enough, but was it just an idea or was it an idea that would go someplace? athletes and coaches giving their time, giving their financial support, giving their witness to Christ. There's something more than the playing field. There's something of the field of life and the joy and fellowship and power that God gives. Can FCA sustain this kind of growth? 
can it live with its success? And I'm convinced that it's because of the humility, service, sacrifice, just miraculous thing. Every morning, around the globe, thousands of FCA staff and volunteers begin a journey like no other. We are a foot in the door ministry and we help the church get into places where it can't really go. We're constantly trying to stay out front and be on the cutting edge. To me, I don't know of any ministry that has a greater impact on our youth today than FCA. I think it's more important now than it has ever been. Yeah, it's relevant get them when they're in elementary school, middle school, all the way up through the professional and adult level. And so few ministries are able to do that. Never lost sight of their mission. Never lost sight of the need to draw people to Christ. The one vehicle that we have in schools is mention the Word of God. If you look at what you see on TV, all the things, it looks like we're losing. I'm here to say we're not. He has had his hand of protection on this ministry. It is for this time creating true leadership and coaches. We've really matured into a ministry that's ministering to and through the coach. The unique opportunity that coaches have in the school building is that you're planting seeds every day. In order for them to be the most effective person for Christ with their players, we need to get at their hearts first. FCA is constantly and consistently planting kingdom seeds. As a coach, I can impact my players a lot. And in turn, bring up players to Christ. So if we can get them to understand really what it means to coach for Christ, we'll see campuses transform, we'll see athletes transform, we'll see entire communities transform. Transforming the campus. There'd be no way to identify the Christians on the public school campus openly if we didn't have the Fellowship Christian Athletes. FCA gives me the opportunity and other athletes the opportunity to share our faith through sports. They're not the objects of ministry only, they're the ministers that are on the campus. To go into public schools and open God's word and share our faith in the context of the classroom or the locker room of the gymnasium. I love that. FCA offers over 500 camps in 33 countries worldwide. Over 85,000 coaches and athletes experience both inspiration and perspiration. It's just great to have God on your side when you're, you're playing sports like that. It's just tears your whole life around. Transforming community. As we establish ministry in community sports, we feel like we're aligning our ministry to not only reach coaches and athletes that compete on the campuses, but also in the communities around the world. We are at a key time as a ministry, as the door has been opened, to take what we've learned for 60 years to the nations and serve the world. It's an impact to the city and at the same time to the churches. And to encourage our athletes an opportunity to serve others through FCA. As God raises up leaders, wherever they are, God's going to bring a revival. I'm a financial guy, I like results, and I don't know of any better place to invest my money today than Fellowship Christian Athletes. To see FCA advance across America and now the globe internationally, we are abundantly grateful. We are the ministry today because of the faithful servants who've gone before us. We're going to be the ministry tomorrow.
because of the seed we plant today. city and my city would not be the same without fellowship Christian athletes. FCA over 60 years of victory in Christ. I am working full-time for FCA huh? and uh, here is my family just to give you a little bit of background. So uh, this is my dad this is Gonzalo T. Duque is the former vice governor of Pangasinan, Region 1. My mom, he's a lawyer, by the way, San Beda. She met my mom, or he met my mom there also, who happens to be a lawyer as well. So they're both lawyers, and they actually planned for me to follow in their footsteps to become a preacher of the law. Huh? Huh? <clears throat> uh, but God had other plans. So uh, this is my eldest brother. This is Pakoy. Si Paco is a businessman and he is working with my Tito Cesar also sa stock market. This is Jaloy, our our ano, our uh, youngest, no? We are five boys and one girl in the family as you can see. He is an ophthalmologist. He's a doctor and he's receiving training here in Manila or there in Manila and he's eventually going to go back to Pangasinan to serve people there in Region 1. Okay? This is my fourth brother. This is Nikoy. So this is Jal Pacoy, Jaloy, Nikoy. Nikoy is the lawyer. Huh? Nikoy is a prosecutor sa Makati. No? See, he works for the government also. So, skip muna natin yung cute. Ano? This is Pebbles. Pebbles is uh, my our only sister. And she is a government employee also. She works under PCOO. She's director for. And her office is in no less than Malacanang. No? And uh, she works under Andanar. Kung nakikita niyo yung mga social media about Detuerte, uh, she's part of that team, okay, as director for. And my brother, my closest brother, si Armand Duque, is a our university registrar. He is the university registrar of our family's university in Pangasinan, Lyceum Northwestern University. Okay, so that's all of them. And siyempre, nasa gitna, tayo, ano tayo? Basketball coach. Huh? You know, huh? Basketball coach and uh, not just a basketball coach, but a basketball coach of God. Amen? Alright, so that's my family for you. And uh, let me get to the next slide. I don't know. Alright, so my, my preaching for you today will have to do with my life verse. This is my favorite verse. And this is here is what would perfectly explain what happened to my life. And this is found in the book of Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20. And as it says, now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to His power that is at work within us. Imagine mo na yung pinakamagandang mangyayari sa'yo. Imagine the best thing that this life can give you that is nothing compared to whatever God has imagined for you. Hmm? Have you ever heard of that story of the three trees? Let me start you off with a story. Sino lang nakaparinig nito? Story of the three trees. Alright? So, mahilig tayo sa stories. So, here's the story. So, there were three trees. 
And uh, next, next slide, Marge. So there were three trees. So the first tree said, you know, if I were to be cut down, what I would want to be and what I imagine to be is for people to make me into a king-sized bed so that kings would lay on me and I can serve them and give them rest. All right? And the second tree said, hey, you know what? Mine's different. I want to move. I want to go. Instead of being a king, I'd rather be a ship, a galleon ship, be part of that ship so that I can bring kings to all the corners or to all the four corners of the world. The third tree said this. You know what? I don't want any of those things. What I want to be is the tallest tree there is. Why? So that people will look up on me. All of you. And I will look down on you. <clears throat> Alright. Okay. So those are, the those are the three trees. So, alam mo, mahilig tayo sa ganyan. Di ba? Yung lolo ko, yung lolo. Yung, wala ka sa lolo ko. Wala ka sa lolo ko. So, what happened? So, they imagined what they wanted to be in life. And so here goes. So the first thing, instead of becoming a king-sized bed, became a mere manger. The second tree, on the other hand, instead of becoming a big ship, became a fisherman's boat. And the last tree, instead of becoming the tallest tree, was cut down. Huh? And that's what happened to them. And so never did they ever imagine that what they were or what they were set out to be, was this. The first tree, that's the manger where the king of kings laid on. The second tree, the fisherman's boat, was where Jesus Christ calmed the storm with his disciples. And the last tree, the one who wanted it to be the tallest, was where Jesus, Jesus was crucified. And now everybody looks up to him. 2,000 years ago, it happened. Up until now, ganun pa rin ang ginagawa natin. Right? And so, that's what it means, really. For God to do more than you can ask or imagine. Next slide, Marv. Surrender. When your plan isn't God's plan. Because God has a plan for all of us. Especially for all of us who are Christians. Okay? So, surrender. Alam mo, in the world of sports, it is always mentioned two things. Ano yun? Never say die. Never surrender. But God says otherwise. Die to self and surrender. No? I used to be a coach and I was the coach of our university, the Lyceum Northwestern University books. And my life before was obsession. No? I was so passionate about co coaching that it became my obsession. In other words, it became my idolatry to one day win a championship. Every coach's dream is to become a champion coach. And that would somehow validate that they are a true coach. Right? That's all what, that's, that's really what we all yearn for as coaches. And uh, I remember it. You know, when, when, I was, when I was a coach, I would always fall short of winning that championship. Everything, all of my decisions centered around that. Actually, that championship sort of became my idolatry. Talagang yun lang talaga. Kaya kami nag-break nung ex ko eh. Sabi niya kasi, hindi talaga ako makakapag-compete sa mga players mo. Ha? Hindi ako pwede maging number one 
sa'yo. Anyway, sige. So, so, it happened for five years. Always falling short. Always falling short of the championship. Hindi lang yun. Three consecutive seasons, injury after injury after major injury. Always ACL on the knees of my MVPs, my star players. And so, because of that, I, I felt as if God was telling me something. Through that, and because of my many defeats of basketball, I grew a passion for seeking Christ. And then a pastor breathed life into me and then so, uh, preached to me the gospel of grace. And from there, naging passionate na rin tayo. We had that passion for coaching. And then there was this newfound passion. What was that? Passion for preaching the gospel. I pride myself as an evangelist. Good news preacher. Anywhere I go, anytime, whoever is ready to hear it, I will be there. So the problem with that is it conflicted. So I had this passion for my coaching. I had this passion for my preaching. And in my mind, I was so convinced that God doesn't want to do anything with sports. Why would God want to do anything with sports? It's an ugly world. Right? Gambling, fighting, and a lot of other things. Really. And so, so because of the many losing that I experienced, and the injury after injury after injury. I'm okay lang yung one consecutive one season. Eh. Two seasons, yeah, it happens. Three? That's that's something else. And not only that, this, this is what's ridiculous about it, is that all three of my players were the same jersey number. Number eight. Supposed to be lucky, but no. Huh? And my fellow coaches back in Dagupan City had this to say. Sabi nila, you know what, Coach Ness? You seem as if you're cursed. And I believe that. I believe that I was cursed. And I believe that God was really telling me that, you know what? I don't, I don't have any plans for you in coaching. I want you to follow me. So you can go ahead and give that up. Uh, because of all these things, I contemplated. And then I decided on my fifth season as head coach to quit coaching with a heavy heart. With a heavy heart. I, I passed the reins to my assistant coach, uh, Kit Alcantara, who is a first-year basketball head coach. I was the only one who gave her his break. He learned from me. I mentored him. I was the one who established the program. I was the one who established the system and the players. And so that happened, and then I went on to just receiving training for evangelization, Haggai Leadership Institute, if you've heard of it. And on that season... On that season, after five years, on that season, na kung saan ang dream ko was to give my university its first ever championship. Guess what happened? My team won. They become champions. And so I was so happy for my players and my assistant coach because he was the head coach. Well, I was still behind them. I was still guiding them, especially no finals. Naunahan kami na malaki, pero they went to me, told me what adjustment we should make, and the adjustment paid off. And so they were champions. And so I was so happy. You know, my kids, they deserved it. They worked so hard every practice. But then deep inside, I was envious. I was angry. So after the celebration, I went to my house, went inside my bedroom, and there locked my door and shouted, Why? Why? That was my dream. And now it's gone. I was supposed to be the first one. I was supposed to be that guy to give that championship to my university. 
Sabi, it's him. Who is he? He's my assistant coach. It's his first year. I've been doing this for five years. I put in the work, not him. And now he is champion. And I am nothing. And so I was just really screaming from the top of my lungs. Just one-on-one -on -one talking with them. One of the most sincere conversations, if not the most sincere conversations I've had with God. I was so hurt. You knew that was what I wanted. Alam mo yun. Why did you just do that? And so I was just, I was just saying so many things. I was just so angry. But then I said, all right, okay, all right. I give up. I surrender. If this is confirmation, and this is the confirmation that you want nothing for me when it comes to sports, when it comes to coaching, then so be it. I surrender. It's up to you. People say that everything comes from you. You're the one who gave this passion to me. Then, you know, take it away because I have no idea how I can. You know, I told my brother about it. My closest brother, Arman, I'll talk to you later about it. And he said, and I told him, Mando, I'm, I'm thinking of quitting coaching. And he just laughed. <laughs> how can you ever quit who you are? So I don't know. So going back to that moment in my bedroom, I told God, you know, God, all right, it's, again, I surrender. I give it up to you. For as to how I can remove that passion for coaching in my heart, it's up to you. I have not the slightest idea how I can do that. But it's you. All right, I give it up. And so after two weeks, after two weeks, about two weeks, I found myself in the mall, Sir Robinson's. And passed by a book sale. And in that book sale, I went in. And all the books, and of all the books, next slide, Marps, yes. And of all the books that, lay, that landed in my hand, there was this one particular book. The title of which is Excellence. And it says the letters F, C, and A below it. And I said, what? What is this? F, C, and A? Faith? Sports? Huh? So I, I was so convinced in my mind that God hated sports. But it didn't even register. So what I did was I bought it, took it to the cashier, bought it for about 60, 50 pesos. It's a pre-owned book coming straight from America or anywhere in America. Brought it home, read it chapter after chapter. It didn't hit me. Voila. Nothing. I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't combine it. I couldn't accept it. My, my mind wasn't loading. It said error, 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 faith in sports. When then I went to the website, Read more about it, and that's when it hit me. It says so on the website that FCA's absolute purpose, purpose at its absolute core, is to teach people that they can combine their passion for sports and their passion for Jesus Christ. And that they don't have to be separate. That you can actually use both. Oh my, I was in tears. And I was on my knees. And I couldn't believe what I was reading. There I was trying to separate my passion for coaching to go full-time for Jesus Christ. And there is this FCA huh, saying otherwise, that you can actually combine both. So what I did next was I emailed them on their website. I shot a query of interest. Many emails, all of the ones that have an at sign on it. Wala kung pakilam ko accounting or HR. I just did it. 
waited for three days. I waited for three sleepless days. I couldn't sleep. I thought to myself, where am I going? Ito na yun. Even if they tell me to go to America or to wherever, I will go. And so after three days, God's faithfulness, no? The second in command, the one you saw in the video, Dan Britton, the vice president of FCA, replied to my email and said, I was so touched by your story because I, I wrote my story just as I'm telling you now, my testimony. And then I was so touched by You know what? Uh, FCA is actually starting in the Philippines. We've been there for five years. And so we have a national director and he's in Davao. We'll just have to connect you to him. And there you go. And so that's what I did. I called uh, Pastor Gary Visitason. He tested me. Had me go to Davao. I don't fly around, really. I'm just okay with Manila and Pangasinan. And that's it. But because of FCA, I'm, I'm already here in Dumaguete. And in other parts of the, the country, really. And the rest is history. No? He interviewed me. Saw my heart. And that's really what it's about. You know, if you have the heart for sports, and you have the heart for God, then you're in. And so, from there, my life changed. Next slide, please. So this is me in Davao. This is what this is the time when he asked me to go to Davao, and this was when he gave me my FCA Bible. Huh? Next slide. Have you ever seen anything like it? I've never. Seen, it was the first time, and I couldn't even contemplate it. No. What's cooler than the coolest thing in the world? Huh? Coolest thing in the world is the Bible. What's cooler than that? A coach's Bible, right? <laughs> okay. So next slide. So after. Getting involved in FCA, I went back to coaching. On 2015, God finally granted my desire. What? To become a champion coach. With FCA as my motivation and with the teachings and resources that FCA had given me, I inspired my athletes. But 2015 was the year that Stephen Curry won his first championship also. So the timing of it all was perfect. Really. And... This is Bea Bukirin. I, I should mention her. I've been mentioning about my ex. Bea is my significant other. And I would always tell her, no, na bago pa ako nag-champion sa basketball, champion na ako. When I got your yes. Bea is Miss Dagupan 2013. And uh, I'm just really blessed. Blessedness. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Next slide, please. Next slide. Next slide. So here. And after that, a lot of things happened. I quit basketball coaching not with a heavy heart anymore. Because, you know, I've already become a champion and God is just really moving and renewing my mind and renewing my heart. And so, from using my coaching board to draw basketball plays to using my coaching board to preach the gospel in many ways. So, I've been invited by all churches from Pangasinan and from other cities also to share my testimony. And that's what we do. This is what I'm doing and what I did here was the if you know it, the bridge illustration, huh? explaining salvation, yeah. Alright, next slide. Okay. So again, from an old life of obsessively winning games, obsession, and championships, to a new life of passionately winning souls and championing the gospel for him. Alright. So that's me. That's who we are. More than I ask and imagine. I never would have thought that I would become God's champion. Next slide. Like David was with Goliath. David was the champion. You for, we will first hear the word champion in the Bible. And a champion is one who represents a group 
So for, for, for blood to not spill, then you just have to call out your champion and call out the other's champion and they go to, they, they battle. Whoever wins, wins. You know, and you get to save lives. And so David was that. He was the champion. And I just am honored and humbled that of all the coaches in Pangasinan, God would pick me as his champion. I am the first FCA sports missionary in the north. So I am not just area director of FCA ng Dagupan. I am regional director of the whole region one. That's how God is. Regional champion. Not just your city champion, but your regional champion. And just as David faced Goliath, and we have Goliaths in our lives, correct? We all have Goliaths fears. I have faced my fear. And I am not now in the boat. I am already out of the boat. God called me to step out of the boat, to focus on Him and become a full-time missionary to fulfill the Great Commission. So now I'm walking on water, really. I don't get a salary. I gave up all of the things that I had with our university. I was formerly marketing director and sports director and also head coach, but that is all history now. We are now full-time missionary. So see, that's me. Walking on water, no? just as your pastor is also walking on other on water and others, no. So let's go, as it says so in my T-shirt. So that's me. You, you used to be team Lyceum Northwestern University. Now it's team FCA, and that's God's calling for you and for me and for my teammates in sports. Next slide. All right, and this is me when I was in America. This is Dan Britton, by the way, the one who authored, who actually created the book Excellence. Huh? And he was also the one who responded to my email. See, see how it is? I told him when I wet him. First, it was a email. Oh, no, first it was a book. Then it became an e it became an email through email. Then he sent me a video all over the America. He videoed himself, sent it to me so that we can open uh, the chapter in my city. Then I met him in the summit. I shook his hand. Now it's personal. What's next? I told him. Hopefully, a relationship. Just like your theme says. And I now have a relationship with him. When I was in the U.S., we had lunch together and we were just talking about everything in sports and about God. Huh? So it's a relationship. That's what's so good about FCA. They give you all the training and the training is given by not, by, by, by not their staff, but by the leaders who will go out of their way to come here to the Philippines and train you and mentor you. That's just how it is. Alright? Okay, so, and all this is because of this book. See, if not for this book, two things would have happened. And I believe that. You know, I know myself very well. Ano yun? Number one, I would have turned my back to God. Went back to head coaching. That's how much I love it. I knew that I was born to coach. Huh? Or, or, it could have been the other way around. Ano yun? I would have become a follower of God. But I would never, ever watch another basketball game again in my life because it would hurt that much. But you know, God didn't allow that. You know why? Because that's an ultimate sacrifice for us. It's as if He's telling me, Nanoy, you don't have to provide the ultimate sacrifice. Why? Because I already provided it. Huh? I already provided the ultimate sacrifice to end all sacrifices. Right? And, and the reason why FCA exists it's because of Jesus. And so that's how it is. Alright? So next slide. Next slide. And so here's another, uh, here's another 
mm, verse, no? and that's it says, many are the plans in a person's heart. That's true. But it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. Okay, next slide. This is my mom. This is Ruth Duque, the lawyer. I'm the first in my family to turn back from our religion tradition, if you know what I mean. I'm the first one. And so I received persecution. My mom was so angry with me. When I told her about it, she said, uh, she, she, she just cursed at me. She just heard cursed after curse that no son would ever want to hear from his mother. But that, that's what happened. Then one day, one day, when she heard about how I got connected to FCA, she had this to say. She was just, she was just sad. And I told her, Mom, well, can't you just really be happy for me? Can't, can't you just be, you know, I know that, you know, we, we're of different faith already, but can, no, son, you're wrong. I, I was just reminiscing. I think I didn't tell you. What was it, Mom? What, what is it, Mom? That when we were newlyweds, me and your dad, when we were newlyweds, he was as excited as you are. Because I brought her some of the resources of FCA coming from Davao. I think I didn't tell you that your dad used to be director of YMCA. And now you're director of FCA. You know, you may have not followed your dad in his worldly career because he really wanted you to become a lawyer and to become a politician like him. Kasi ako daw yung nagmana sa kanya. Ako yung makapal ang mukha. Because we already have a lawyer. My brother is a lawyer, but my, my brother is anti-social. It's supposed to be me. My mom said, you know, we knew from the beginning that you were the one who would follow in his footsteps. And so, it's as if, and also, your dad was the one who was originally sent to a seminary. To what? To become a priest. And he didn't, he quit. He couldn't continue. And now you're a pastor. So, not in his worldly career, but it seems as if you followed him in his spiritual career. Huh? That he didn't continue, that you continued his spiritual career. That's what my mom had to say. And she said, and she said, I'm a little teary-eyed when I remember, but she said this. She said, you know what? Maybe they're right. That whatever the plans of God are, they are far more higher than whatever we can think of. And so because of that, you have my blessing. Huh? Wow. My mom right now, I tell you, supports me because she believes in mission. She had prayed every morning for one of us because there's five of us na maging pare to become a priest. And instead of becoming a priest, the opposite happened. They became a pastor. <laughs> but you know, she's so, she's, she's so loving. She's, I love her so much. She is actually one of my supporters in my missions. Monty, she provides for me. And she's so happy. She had this to say also. And I just had to share it with you. You know, son, I am so happy. Why, mom? Because I offered my best and brightest son to God. Oh, really? <laughs> next slide. Next slide, please. All right. So, let me, uh, we're, we're now in the fourth quarter. And so, let me just tell you this and put this challenge on you, just as your pastor mentioned a while ago. There are two most important things in life, and I'm pretty sure you've heard of this. This is coming from no less than Mark Twain, the author of Tom Sawyer and Huckleberry Finn, if you've heard of it. Huh? And he says the two most important days in your life are the day you are born and the day that you find out why. 
or your purpose. Tama? Do you agree? Huh? That if you have this too, you'd be the richest person in the world. Really. Uh, living life on purpose and with purpose. Huh? Isn't that amazing? Alright, so next slide. Uh, sorry, just, just go back to the, to the old slide. See, but, you know, I used to believe this is true. And it is, actually. This is good. But then when I, that was when I was a non-Christian. When I became a Christian, it changed a little. Ano, anong bago? Little change, but of great impact. So it's not anymore... That, 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 that's an, uh, sorry, just, just go back to that again. Okay. Not anymore the day that you were born, but the day that you were born again. Not anymore the reason that you found out your purpose, but you found out God's purpose for you. Right? Only us Christians can understand that. And it is true. Really, it is. So the next slide. <clears throat> so here, no? As an evangelist, let me tell this to you. Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. So that begs the question, how can one be born again? So allow me to share this video to you, just a one-minute video, just so we could go through it, on how people can become born again. As it says, two most important. These are the two most important moments in your life. It's that important. So let's all watch this video. If it's there, just well, no. This is how we do it in FCA. God made you and loves you. His love is boundless and unconditional. God is real and he wants you to personally experience his love and discover the purpose of your life through a relationship with him. You cannot experience God's love when you ignore him. People search everywhere for meaning and fulfillment, but not with God. They don't trust God and ignore his ways. The Bible calls this sin. Everyone has sinned. Sin damages your relationships with other people and with God. It keeps us from living the fulfilling life that God intended for us. The result, you're eternally separated from God and the life he planned for you. Sin doesn't stop God from loving you. Because of God's great love, he became a human being in Jesus Christ and gave his life for you. At the cross, Jesus took your place and paid the penalty of death that you deserve for your sins. Jesus died, but he rose to life again. Jesus offers you peace with God and a personal relationship with you. Through faith in Jesus, you can experience God's love discover your purpose, and have eternal life after death.
God has already done everything to show you how much he loves you. Through a relationship with Jesus Christ, Soccer coach. he offers you fulfillment and eternal life. To begin, you must agree that you are sinful, accept God's forgiveness, and turn away from your sin. You choose to trust Jesus when you believe and confess that Jesus is Lord and surrender your life to him. Are you ready to place your trust in Jesus? You can place your trust in Jesus by faith through prayer. Prayer is simply talking with God. God knows your heart and is not concerned with your words as much as he is concerned with the attitude of your heart. Here's a suggested prayer. Dear God, we thank you that you sent Jesus. We confess that we are a sinner and we are only saved by your grace. Today, Lord, I put my faith and my trust in you. I thank you that you love me so much that you died for me and you didn't stop there, you rose again. Thank you for this day, the day that I am staking claim. The day that I am staking claim. I love the you. The day that I am born again. In Jesus' precious and saving and holy name, I ask these things. Amen. So that's the core, and that's what FCA provided for us coaches and in the sports ministry to share the gospel. Next slide, please. All right, so <clears throat> that's about being born again. The second most important day of your life was when you find out why. Next slide. Why do you need to know your why? So here's another video just to show you why it's important for you to know your purpose. Know. And a lot of times when people hear the phrase, how do I know, the next thing they say is what? How do I know what? But the key really isn't to know what. The key is to know why. Because when you know your why, you have options on what your what can be. For instance, my why is to inspire people to walk in purpose. My what is stand-up comedy. My what is writing books. My what can be going out with some friends to eat. In fact, another what that has moved me towards my why is a, a web series that we have out now called Break Time. So every Wednesday at 3 o'clock, you should subscribe to the, to the channel. Uh, we do a series called Break Time on YouTube. So 3 o'clock, we drop a new episode. One episode in particular, I'm about to show you a clip to. We were in, uh, we were in Winston-Salem. So break time, this is how it works. I travel the country, I do stand-up comedy, probably an hour, hour and a half at an event. And in the middle of my show, I'll just sit down and start talking to the audience. And funny just happens. Or I'll meet somebody who's really interesting. So I met this one guy and he said that he teaches music at a school. I was like, all right, you teach music, you know, um, can't you sing? And then, uh, I'm just going to show you the clip. Check it. So you're a musical director. Cool. Yes, sir. All right. So um, let me get a couple. Let me get a couple bars of like uh, Amazing Grace. Can you do the first part of that? Go ahead. Amazing, Amazing Grace. Amazing Grace. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. 
that bro could sing. You know what I'm saying? All right, all right. Uh, now, once you give me the version, is if uh, your uncle just got out of jail, you got shot in the back when you was a kid. So he's giving him a reason to saying, sing. Let me see the hood version real quick. If you know what version I'm talking about, just see if that exists. Let me see what you got. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. So here's the thing. The first time I asked him to sing, he knew what he was doing. The second time I asked him to sing, he, was just he living knew his why life. he was doing it. When you know your why, your what has more impact because you're walking in or towards your purpose. Right. So there you go. And that's why you need to know your why. And not just your why, okay, but God's why for you. Next slide, Mars. All right. So as it says, many are the plans in a person's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. It is His purpose for you, not your purpose. And whatever it is that you dream about, whatever it is that you imagine that this life has to offer, it's nothing compared to the life that Jesus Christ has for you to offer. Huh? Sports? God? Oh my. <laughs> Where did that come from? Huh? Sports and life, desires of your heart. Delight yourself in the Lord, my brothers and sisters. And just He will give you the desires of your heart more and more. He came here to, for you to experience life and to experience it to the full. And that's why my heart is full. Next slide. Next slide. So here we're about to end. So if you've got purpose, so again, next slide. Have you? How to define servant leadership as a follower of Jesus. We are all followers of Jesus. But you know, when Jesus was here, he lived as a leader. And not just any leader, but a servant leader, displaying servant leadership. And this is my challenge for you and for this church. There are actually two types of ship in life. Have you ever heard of those two types of ships? Huh? Two types of ships. One is a cruise ship. The other one is a battleship. What type of life would you want to live? Here's a video. Gameplay. One more click. That's actually the last video, sorry.
division. There you go. So what type of ship are you? Huh? Either you want to live life taking a vacation or live life with God's purpose and be on a mission. Huh? That's how it is. And that's a challenge I pose to you. And I, I, I really loved it because when we, when me and your pastor conversed, he said that that's what we are for. For, for our members to be mission-minded. Because that's, that's the great commission. That's what Jesus Christ told us to do. To go and make disciples. Correct? Next slide. Next slide. So just, a, just three or four more slides left. Um, no, no, not ulit. So, so Jesus, make no mistake. He was sent here for a mission. He is a missionary. And if you're of Jesus, then you have to become a missionary also. You have to help. Uh, that's, our, that's God's purpose for us. Whatever our talent Maybe whatever our resources, big or small, we are to live as Christians and live by helping fulfill the Great Commission. To be on a mission. To be missionaries. That's his mission. That's our mission. Next slide. Next slide. You know, we, we love hashtags. This is my favorite hashtag of all. Squad goals. Huh? Huh? I'm, I'm there. I'm right there. With Jesus at my center. As my servant leader. Winning souls and making disciples together where? In sports. Huh? That's my ministry. That's how God loves me. Oh man, I am so humbled and honored. Next slide. And this is my brother, my closest brother, Armand Duque, who used to be my destroyer. Uh, when I changed my faith, hindi niya matanggap. Armand Duque is the most intelligent person that I have ever met in my life. You can all quote me in that. And he couldn't accept it. You know, he has a tattoo of a saint here in his life. It's still there. He is devoted. He is like the elder brother in the story of the prodigal son. He is dutiful and all that. And so when I changed my faith, he attacked me relentlessly, telling me, and let's go as far as to say that the Bible is not real and that the doctrines you believe in are the doctrines of the devil. Now he was, you know, I, I, I couldn't. I, I just surrendered him to God. I lost hope. I, I didn't know. You know, faith and logic, that's so hard to mix, right? So hard to combine, just like sports and faith, really. But then one day, because of his efforts, because of his, uh, just, uh, his, his, his uh, to, to destroy my faith and rebuke it, as he was researching in the internet, one day he found the truth. And now, as I, from be, being a destroyer, he is now my number one supporter in my sports ministry, telling me that whatever you need, Nanoy, I'm there to provide for you. And we do it in two, no? And what's so great about it, really, is that he wants to be part of the mission. And he accepts. He's antisocial. Tahimik lang siya. He doesn't want to socialize with people. And so he says to me, 
you're the one. You're the one who likes to socialize. You're the one who likes to speak in front of people. I don't do that. So here's the deal. I want to be part of the mission. So you do what you do. Whatever you need, I will provide for you. Huh? So you can. You can be part of the mission. Uh, in your own little way. If you can't be a disciple, if God has not called you to full-time discipleship, that's all right. You don't have to feel bad. Because you are special. We all are missionaries. Uh, you can provide for the mission. And if you provide for the missionaries, for them to go fulfill the Great Commission, then you are part of that mission. All right? And that's the challenge I want to put to this church. For all of its members, for all of you. Uh, ask yourself what is God's purpose in your life and be part of that mission just as he is part of that mission and so that's my story and uh, next slide and so that's me uh, there's no turning back I'm already out of the boat I'm not getting back into the boat no I'm just focusing my eyes towards Jesus next slide next slide so that's me team FCA next slide that's our verse again more than you can ask for and more than you can imagine I tell you just surrender it to him this is me with my players. And this is what we usually do when we pray. We kneel down. This signifies, and this is FCA teaching us, that when we kneel down, we decrease ourselves and increase Him. So God be the glory. Thank you so much. And uh, I hope I didn't go over time, but uh, it was fun. Thank you. What an honor. What an honor, Pastor. Maraming salamat po. God bless you. And may the grace of God be with you all.